Hello and welcome to the Veterinary Secrets Podcast. My name is Dr. Andrew Jones, and this is episode 37. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss veterinary acupuncture. Should you get acupuncture for your dog or cat? Lemongrass, what is it? And how you can use this oil to help your pet. And then a new remedy for arthritis in dogs that has been used extensively for people in Europe. Avocado soybean oil on saponopoles, or ASU. Now Veterinary Secrets is on on iTunes. You can go to iTunes.com and search for Veterinary Secrets and download the podcast. Or also on Stitcher, you can download the Stitcher app and search for Veterinary Secrets. I would sure appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can do so on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you have yet to do so, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book and three free videos at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. Now let's get right into today's podcast. What is veterinary acupuncture? Acupuncture may be defined as the insertion of needles into specific points in the body to produce a healing response. Each acupressure point has specific actions that when stimulated. This technique has been used in veterinary practice in China for thousands of years to treat many ailments. The Chinese also use acupuncture as preventive medicine. Acupuncture is used all around the world, either along or in conjunction with Western medicine, to treat a wide variety condition in every species of animal. Clinical research has been conducted showing positive results in the treatment of both animals and people, and the use of acupuncture is increasing. Acupuncture will not cure every condition, but it can work very well when it is indicated. Which conditions is acupuncture indicated? Acupuncture is used for functional problems such as those involved paralysis, non-infectious inflammation such as allergies and pain. For small animals, the following are some of the general conditions which may be treated with acupuncture. Musculoskeletal problems such as arthritis, intervertebral disc disease, or traumatic nerve injury. Respiratory problems such as feline asthma. Skin problems such as lit granulomas and allergic dermatitis. Gastrointestinal problems such as diarrhea. A selective reproductive problems. In addition, in addition, regular acupuncture treatment can treat minor sports injuries as they occur and help to keep these muscles and tendons resistant to injury. World-cast professional and amateur athletes often use acupuncture as a routine part of their training. If your animals are involved in any type of athletic endeavor, such as racing, jumping, or showing, acupuncture can help keep them in top physical condition. In people, promising results have emerged, for example, the efficacy of acupuncture in adult post-operative and chemotherapy nausea and vomiting, and in post-operative dental pain. There are other situations such as addiction, stroke, rehabilitation, headache, menstrual cramps, tennis elbow, fibromyalgia, myofascial pain, osteoarthritis, low back pain, carpal tunnel syndrome, and asthma, where acupuncture may be useful as an adjunct treatment or acceptable alternative, or to be included in a comprehensive management program. So how does acupuncture work? What are some of the acupuncture theories? Traditional Chinese medicine theorizes that there is more than 2,000 acupressure points connecting more than 12 main and 8 secondary pathways called meridians. Chinese medicine practitioners believe these pathways conduct energy or qi between the surface of the body and internal organs. Qi regulates spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical balance. Qi is influenced by the opposing forces of yin and yang. According to TCM, when yin and yang are balanced, they work together with a natural flow of qi to help the body achieve and maintain health. Acupuncture is believed to balance yin and yang, keeping the normal flow of energy unblocked and restoring health to body and mind. Traditional Chinese medicine practices, including acupuncture, herbs, diet, massage, and meditative physical exercises, are all intended to improve the flow of qi. Western scientists have found meridians hard to identify 
because meridians do not directly correspond to nerve or blood circulation pathways. Some researchers believe that meridians are located throughout the body's connective tissue. Others do not believe that qi exists at all. Such differences of opinion have made acupuncture a source of scientific controversy. But what are the, some of the scientific me- mechanisms of action? Well, there are several processes that have been proposed to explain a- acupuncture's effects, primarily those on pain. Acupuncture points are believed to stimulate the central nervous system, the brain and spinal cord, to release chemicals into the muscles, spinal cord, and brain. These chemicals either change the experience of pain or release other chemicals, such as hormones, that influence the body's self-regulating systems. The biochemical changes may stimulate the body's natural healing abilities and promote physical and emotional well-being. There are three main mechanisms. One, the conduction of electromagnetic signals. Western scientists have found evidence that acupuncture points at strategic conductors of electric magnetic signals. Stimulating points along these pathways through acupuncture enables electromagnetic signals to be relayed as greater, at a greater rate than normal conditions. These signals may start the flow of pain-killing biochemicals such as endorphins and of, immu- and of the immune system cells to, to, to specific sites that are injured or vulnerable to disease. Then there's the activation of the opi- opioid systems. Research has found that several types of opioids may be released into the central nervous system during acupuncture treatment thereby reducing pain. Changes in brain chemistry sensation and involuntary body function. Studies have shown that acupuncture may alter brain chemistry by changing the release of neurotransmitters and neurohormones in a good way. Acupuncture has also been documented to affect the parts of the central nervous system to sensation and involuntary body functions, such as the immune functions and processes there whereby a person's blood pressure, blood flow, and body temperatures are regulated. So as you can see, there's also there's a number of specific scientific documented effects of acupuncture. It's not just me claiming, you know, this is this traditional Chinese medicine. It really has been scientifically documented. In Western terms, acupuncture can assist the body to heal itself by affecting certain physiological changes. For example, acupuncture can stimulate nerves, increase blood circulation, relieve muscle spasm, and cause the release of hormones such as endorphins, one of the body's main control chemicals, and cortisol, a natural steroid. Although many of acupuncture's physiological effects have been studied, many more are still unknown. Further research must be conducted to discover all all of acupuncture's effects and its proper uses in veterinary medicine. So is acupuncture painful? For small animals, the insertion of acupuncture needles is virtually painless. The larger needles necessary for large animals may cause some pain as the needle passes through, through the skin. In all animals, once the needles are in place, there should be no pain. Most animals become very relaxed and may even become sleepy. Nevertheless, acupuncture treatment may cause some sensation presumed to be those such as tingles, cramps, or numbness, which can occur in people, which may be uncomfortable to some animals. Is it safe for animals? Acupuncture is one of the safest forms of medical treatments for animals when it is administered by a properly trained veterinarian. Side effects of acupuncture are rare, but they do exist. An animal's condition may seem worse for up to 48 hours after treatment, other animals may become lethargic or sleepy for 24 hours. These effects are often an indication that some of the physiological changes are developing, and they are most often followed by an improvement in your dog or cat's condition. How can my pet benefit from acupuncture? The success of the treatment will vary according to the skill of the veterinarian, the condition being treated, and the number and frequency of acupuncture treatments. The length and frequency of the treatments depends upon the condition of your dog or cat and the method of stimulation, you know, such as dry needle, electroacupuncture, aqua acupuncture, etc. There's a number of different ways that can be. A simple acute problem such as a sprain may require only one treatment, whereas more severe or chronic ailments may require several treatments, you know, such as allergies or lit cran 
granulomas. How is how safe is acupuncture? Well, acupuncture should never be administered without a proper veterinary medical diagnosis and an ongoing assessment of your dog or cat's condition by a licensed veterinarian. This is critical because acupuncture is capable of masking pain or other clinical signs and may delay proper veterinary medical diagnoses once treatment has begun. Elimination of pain may lead to increased activity on the part of your dog or cat, thus delaying he- healing or causing the original condition to worsen. In general, acupuncture can be effectively combined with most conventional and alternative treatments. Certain veterinary acupuncturists have comprehensive training, knowledge, and skill to understand the interactions between different forms of treatment and interpret your dog or cat's response to treatment. The American Veterinary Medical Association, ABMA, considers veterinary acupuncture a valid modality within the practice of veterinary medicine and surgery. And as an aside, my experience of veterinary practice was that many dogs responded very well to acupuncture, especially those with chronic pain or degenerative diseases. So my last dog, Jesse, one of the conditions he had was called degenerative myelopathy, where there's a degeneration of part of the spinal cord, and he had sort of this progressive paralysis of his rear legs. And many dogs responded well to that, and if I had that option I would have used acupuncture with him. So now let's get into the second part of today's podcast. What is lemongrass oil? Lemongrass is a tall perennial plant from the Poesia grass family which thrives in tropical and subtropical regions such as India, Cambodia, Malaysia, Indonesia. This plant grows in dense clumps and has bright green sharp edged leaves similar to grass. Lemongrass is oil is extracted from the leaves of the plant. It has a thin consistency and a pale or bright yellow color. It has a strong fresh lemony an earthy scent. What are some of the uses of lemongrass oil? Lemongrass oil is known for its ability to repel insects such as mosquitoes and ants. Due to its high citral and geranial content, you can spray it around your home, diffuse it, or rub a diluted mixture on your skin or your pet's skin. Lemongrass oil makes a very refreshing scent and it's valuable in aromatherapy. It's clean and calming, helps relieve stress, anxiety, irritability, insomnia, and prevent drowsiness. It can also help relax and tone your muscles as well as relieve muscle pain, rheumatism, stomach, toothache, migraines, and headaches. So here are some of the specific ways to use lemongrass oil. One, personally, you can make a refreshing foot bath. Add two drops of two drops to a bowl of warm water. Soak your feet for 10 minutes. If your feet are aching, add two tablespoons of Epsom salts. Make a massage oil by mixing it with sweet almond or jojoba oil. And that's other a specific one where veterinarians will use that for animals such as um, cruciate injury. So they've got an inflamed knee. And they'll, they'll dilute a couple drops of lemongrass oil, put that into almond oil, rubbing that into your dog's knee. And that seems to be work quite well. Kill your pet's fleas or lice by spraying diluted lemongrass oil all over his coat. Um, so this in particular could work quite well, um, specifically for you that are dog owners. I'd be very cautious of using it with cats, primarily because they're, they're going to ingest that essential oil. And unfortunately, they metabolize the oils much differently. So the issue becomes that they'll they'll lick all that oil off, unlike most of the dogs, and then have, have their liver having to metabolize it. Then the last one is to blend it into your favorite bath products or add it to your bath water. So what is the composition of lemongrass oil? I mean, sort of a brief reference to it. Some of the main compounds, um, geranial acetate, citronol, terpenes, those are lem- limonene, citral. They're known to have antifungal, antiseptic, insecticidal, and counter-irritant properties. Citral, for instance, is known for its antimicrobial effects, and it can help kill or suppress the growth of bacteria and fungi. It is said that lemongrass oil's quality is generally determined by its citral content. Another beneficial compound is limonene, which helps reduce inflammation and kill bacteria according to research. So one of these, what are some of the specific benefits? Inflammation, as it has a pain 
pain-killing effect. It can help reduce pain and inflammation, which can lead to many chronic diseases. According to a 2005 study by Dr. Su Chow, lemongrass oil is one of the top six essential oils with anti-inflammatory properties. Hair problems for people. If you're struggling with hair loss, oily hair, or other scalp conditions, lemongrass oil may be beneficial as it can help strengthen your hair follicles. Infections. And that lemongrass can help kill both internal and external, external bacterial and fungal infections, such as ringworm and athlete's foot. So that's particular um, applicable to us, especially our dogs that would have ringworm. In a 2008 study from the Weber State University of Utah, it found that of 91 essential oils tested, lemongrass ranked highest in inhibitory activity against MRSA, that's methicillin-resistant staphylococcus. And it's super important, super important to know that now, especially if we're getting increased numbers of antibiotics resistant to the, these common skin bacteria, the staph. Fever. The antipyretic effects of lemongrass oil help bring down very high fever, especially when it is beginning to reach dangerous levels. Then digestive issues. A diluted lemongrass grass oil mixture can help faci- facilitate nutrient assimilation and boost the functionings of the digestive system, which is helpful for treating bowel problems and digestive disorders. It also helps prevent the formation of excessive gas and increases urination, which helps eliminate toxins from the body. So how could you make lemongrass oil? It's, old, it's sold in the market today via steam distillation, but if you have it growing in your backyard, you can actually make your own oil. So one, so what you'd use, or you can you can get it all over the places now. I mean, I've used it for a couple different recipes as far as cooking. And I just didn't realize, so this is lemongrass itself, not the oil. I just didn't realize all the benefits from it. And after reading about it and talking to a couple people who've used it, that is pretty important that I include it in, in today's podcast. So here's a simple method. You're getting four to six lemongrass stalks. It's like this big heavy-duty stalk, more like a, almost like a parsley stalk. Fine cheesecloth, mortar and pestle, a carrier oil. Oil, you know, such as olive oil, two jars, a dark class container. So get two lemongrass stalks, remove the leaves, crush the stalks using your mortar and pestle or any he- heavy object to release the oil. Fill a jar with your carrier oil, you know, such as olive oil, put the crushed stalk in it. Leave the jar for two days in a place where it can get plenty of heat and sunshine. After two days, strain the oil using the cheesecloth and transfer it to another jar. Make sure to press and squeeze the stalks until, until they are completely dry. You may need to repeat the process using fresh new stalks to achieve the desired lemongrass fragrance. You're going to smell the lemon when you know you got the right amount. It smells quite strong. Just keep replacing the stalks every two days to increase the oil's potency. Once you've reached the desired fragrance, you can tra- transfer the oil into a dark glass container and leave it in a cool dry and dark place and you can use this oil for up to a year or more and so how does it work it's a tonic that influences and keeps the systems in your body working properly including the respiratory digestive nervous and excretory systems it also allows nutrients to be absorbed into the body which keeps your immune system strong and robust lemongrass oil can be diffused but using a vaporizer you know such as any type of humidifier in your house just adding a couple drops it can be inhaled applied topically or ingested and i definitely yes you could um, be giving it to dogs in a diluted form but you'd never want to give it to your cat orally to ensure the efficacy efficiency of lemongrass oil you should use it depending on the health conditions that you want to improve for example if you want to quell stress and anxiety use it a div- as a diffuser and that's a great way what i always suggest starting with all the essential oils especially as a diffusing form and this would be a key one that you could use for both of your for both of your pets for dogs and for cats is lemongrass oil safe lemongrass oil is generally safe as long as it's used in small quantities and it's one of the strongest smelling oils in aromatherapy and properly blended with the carrier oil and that's the one other big 
big thing is whether we're using on on our on ourselves or animals is if you actually go ahead and take any of those essential oils dilute them down so you're doing one or two drops of the essential oil generally we're doing diluting it about one percent with another hundred drops of, of a carrier oil then it's very safe in that manner and before we can apply it on topically, it's a good idea just to do a patch test on your skin to see if there's any adverse reactions similar to your to your pets. So what are some of the side effects? Skin irritation, discomfort, rations, and a burning sensation are some topical side effects. In particular, I've seen those primarily when people are putting on any form of concentrated oil, especially one of these. They're considered hot ones, ones that are fairly um, strong. So you want to make sure that they're diluted. And so long as that that's happening, you're not going to feel that. And some people also claim that using the oil may lead to lowered blood glucose and may have contraindications for people who are taking oral diabetes drugs, or obviously dogs taking those, um, anti-hypertensive medications with high blood pressure. Um, not going to be applicable to you guys because generally it's only cats who are taking it, as well as those who are di- diabetic and have low blood sugar. So any if you've got a diabetic dog, you're considering it. Um, you just want to be informing your veterinarian and making them clear this is my dog has and this is what I'm trying. So you guys can be closely monitoring blood sugar levels. And then and my last big caution, if it is to be used internally, never use it in cats. So now let's come to the last part of today's podcast uh, about ASU or avocado soybean unsaponifiables. So the origin, it's a natural vegetable extract made from one-third avocado oil and two-thirds soybean oil. And the claims is that it slows the progression of osteoarthritis. So here's what we know. ASU blocks pro-inflammatory chemicals, prevents deterioration of synovial cells. Those are the cells which line the joints and may help regenerate normal connective tissues. What are some of the studies? ASU has been studied extensively in Europe where it is routinely used to treat osteoarthritis. A 2003 study published in the journal Rheumatology reported ASU inhibited the breakdown of cartilage and promoted repair. A 2008 meta-analysis found that ASU improved symptoms of hip and knee osteoarthritis arthritis and reduced or eliminated the use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, the NSAID. A large three-year study published in 2013 showed that ASU significantly reduced the progression of hip osteoarthritis in comparison to a placebo. And here's one such study, um, protective effects of total fraction of avocado soybean unsaponifiables on the structural changes in dog osteoarthritis. The aims of this study were first to investigate the in vivo effects of treatment with avocado soybean unsaponifiables saponifiables on the development of osteoarthritic structural changes in the ACL, anterior cruciate ligament, dog model, and second to explore their mode of action. The conclusion, this study demonstrates that treatment of avocado soybean unsaponifiables ASUs can reduce the development of early osteoarthritic cartilage and subchondral bone lesions in the anterior cruciate ligament dog model of osteoarthritis. So one specific study showing its actually beneficial effects in dogs. So what is the dose? The soft L dose is, is 300 milligrams daily. So we'll be looking at a dog, and that's for an average human dose. We're looking at a dog dose of about 10 milligrams per 10 pounds daily. And my last note is that the French government has tracked ASU safety record for more than 15 years and has yet to find any significant problems. Well, thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. This is Dr. Andrew Jones. If you have any questions, comments, you can either post a comment on my blog at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog, or you can send me an email that's at podcast and veterinarysecrets.com. If you have yet to do so, I encourage you to get my free books and videos at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. I look forward to talking to you guys next week as I will be. This is Dr. Andrew Jones.